Welcome to The Thing You Do, a podcast about interesting jobs and the people who do them. I'm your host, Tammy. I am so excited about today's guest. I seriously can't believe that this interview even happened. I'm still pinching myself. This is a dream, right? So because I didn't know what to expect when I called to try to book today's guest, I recorded my conversation with his manager, and I'm glad I did because, well, here's how it went. Santa's Workshop, this is Bernard speaking. How can I help you? Uh, is this actually Santa's Workshop? Yes, yes, that's what I said. This is Santa's Workshop. How can I help you? Oh, um, well, I just, I thought that the person who gave me this number was just messing around with me because, well, you know, Santa's Workshop, like, who really believe, believes in, and well. Well, it is. How can I help you? Yes, um, my name is Tammy, and I host a podcast called The Thing You Do. It's about interesting jobs and the people who do them. And I was just wondering if there would be any way possible at all that I could maybe book Santa as a guest on my podcast? I mean, after all, who in the world has a more interesting job than him? Well, yes, his job is very interesting. He might be available. He, he likes to do this kind of thing. He's got some openings on his schedule in June of next year. Will that work? Hmm, yeah. Well, see, I was kind of hoping he might be available now. <laughs> you, you are a funny person. Now you do realize what month this is, right? I do, I do, I understand. But could you maybe just ask him for me, please? Tell him that it's the only thing on my Christmas list this year. <sighs> oh, very well. Please hold. Thank you for calling SWI, Santa's Workshop Incorporated. Para Español Marque Dos. Someone will be with you momentarily. We appreciate your patience. Due to heavy call volume, you may experience a longer than usual wait time. Your call will be answered in approximately 12 days. If you'd like to leave a message, press star now. Otherwise, please hold and someone will be with you soon-ish. Again, thank you for calling and Merry Christmas. Hello, Tammy. Yes, you must have been a very good girl this year because Santa says he will talk to you right now. Really? I'm oh. putting him through, but please, for the love of all things frosty, keep it short, okay? Yes, of course, of course. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Mr. Claus for you. Santa? Is that really you? Oh my gosh, I am such a huge fan. Thank you so much for making some time for me today. I know you're busy, and I promise, I promise, I promise, I'll keep this brief. Well, thank you for being interested, and I always have time for people who are on the good list like you, Tammy. Well, again, thank you. So let's just start with this. How did you end up being Santa? Was that something you always dreamed of being when you were a kid? I mean, how does how does one get into that? Well, it started when when I was just a, a little boy, which is hard to imagine that I was ever little, but I was, and I was in uh, in a small village where the children had nothing. They had nothing to look forward to. They had they had nothing on on Christmas, and they they really just had the clothes on their backs, and sometimes they didn't even have shoes, no stockings, no shoes. So I started out making a little shoes and 
sometimes stockings, and then I started making little pull toys, little wagons, and then little wooden birds, and we would take those around. And I was, you know, just a just a little kid myself, but we would share with the children around town, and an old man helped me get started in that in his workshop, and it kind of went from there and started in the village where nearest to where I lived, and then villages around the area, and, and obviously grew and grew until... It's a worldwide operation. It's it's incredible. And I know that uh, something this massive, this large of an operation doesn't happen because of just one person. Obviously, you bring the magic, but you have a lot of help as well, don't you? I, I can't tell you enough how much the helpers out there in the world do. The Santas that you see before Christmas, they are they represent me well. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest helps was Coca-Cola. In uh, in 1931, Coca-Cola put out a, a campaign in which they they did the first real representation that that I felt like looked like me, and and that that changed everything. That that uh, I don't want to say it stroked my ego because I don't think I really have one, but it really felt good to see the the likeness. It was it was kind of spooky at first because the <laughs> the Santa drawings and the ads for the Coca Cola it, it looks just like me. So if you ever wonder what does the real Santa look like, that's it. I'm glad you said that because there are so many different representations. So so that's your favorite one. You feel like that's the most accurate is the Coca Cola Santa. Oh yes. Well, they they've been uh, Thomas Nast drew one of the first Santas back in the 1860s for Harper's Weekly. And it was based on one of my early, very early outfits. And it was, it was cute. It was cool. It was more elfin because I was younger and I was smaller, but, uh, the Coca-Cola likeness of me is just, it's out of sight. I, I, I still like it. I still love to see that. And you see it every year, you know, I, I love to see the, the Santa trucks when the Santa trucks are coming and, you see the the big Santa face on there? Who wouldn't like that? Now, you know, I guess a lot of people in their positions have colleagues or, or peers that they can that they can rely on. You know, there are Facebook groups for people who do maybe my job, like podcasters. There are podcaster conventions. But sometimes I wonder if the role, if the job of Santa, like the actual Santa Claus, mm-hmm. can be kind of lonely. You don't really have that. Oh, no. No, there's nothing lonely about it. It's the best. Like I say, there's there's never a moment of work if you love what you do. And everything that I do is about love. There's never a lonely moment. My busy time, of course, is right now, right this minute leading up these next few days. But the entire year is about Christmas and love. And it's all the buildup. After Christmas, we start right over. And... It's it's a nonstop process of of making wishes come true, and we try the best we can to to make wishes come true. And kids kids sometimes don't understand why there's not a pony or why there's not a boa constrictor, but we have to take into account the safety in the house and the, the parents' wishes. There's a lot to be done. There's a lot of spreadsheets. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of science behind what we do. And so, uh, no, there's, there's a lot to do. And, 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 uh, I, I never am bored and I'm never at a loss. 
Well, that's good to know. So you mentioned spreadsheets. Um, how obviously you've been doing this for centuries. How has technology really changed your operation? Oh, it's it's fantastic. I I do miss the old ways, but you know, there's there's billions of people in the world now. There's no way we could do things the old way. Like I said, we order. I'm an Amazon shopper. That that probably surprises a lot of people, but I'm guessing you have a Prime membership. I mean, you'd have to. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm a Prime member, and I, I have packages showing up. You cannot believe the millions of packages that show up. We don't have a problem with porch pirates. I, I, I do not like to hear about porch pirates. That is completely against everything that, that we do here. And it's, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's out of my control. I wish that I could do something about that. Some things are just completely out of my control. But uh, technology with, with Amazon and even eBay. eBay helps us fulfill many, many wishes. So, uh with, as as the world continues to grow and technology continues to grow, it does nothing but help. Mm. So I think um, you would, you know, you have many different titles, many different jobs, but one of them is obviously logistics. So with, if someone is over a logistics department, someone's getting into the logistics field, do you have any great advice for people who do that kind of work? Mm. Take your time. Take your time. Do it right. Baby, you can do it. That's what I would say. Don't rush into anything. You see the way that I work. We start the day after and spend the whole year. We have the luxury to do that. But not everyone has that kind of luxury. But details are the most important thing in anything that you do because they're often overlooked. So if you take your time and you make sure that you're addressing all the details before you slam the cover down on the book and you think you're done, go back and check and make sure. Make sure twice. Um, so you have a huge staff of elves. Are they, um, are they generally easy to work with, or do they present some, some difficulties? Well, elves are, are people, too. There are all kinds of elves and all kinds of personalities, but I love them all. Uh, it's just like children. They, they can present struggles and, and individual, uh, how do you say it nicely? Yes, they can be problematic, but we work through everything. It's, uh, it's part of what we do here because, as I said, it's all, all based on and built on love. So if we have an issue with an elf, we just deal with it straight on. We have open communication. And, and if there is an elf who decides for a time that he doesn't like to make toys, perhaps he wants to be a dentist or he has some other interest, then we let that play out. And, and perhaps they, they want, the elf wants to go off on some kind of an adventure and go off and look for silver and gold or Whatever it is they want to do, we, we allow that to happen as long as it can happen safely. And then we welcome them back and we talk these things through because if, if you can have an open line of communication and maintain that and, and maintain understanding and love, you can get through anything. So what are, what are some of the hardest things about being Santa? Ever having the feeling that I've disappointed anyone. 
Mm. Because somewhere in in every child's wishes, I, I intend to grant something. And and as I said, there can't always be a pony or a African gray parrot or a, a Corvette for dad or a, a hoverboard like from Back to the Future because we're not there yet on technology or it's not safe or any any hint of disappointment. Those that That's the thing that keeps me up at night for six or seven hundred years. But we try to look for the bright spot. We try to look for the win. And there's always a win. We try to, uh, if I could be there on Christmas morning after I've done my work and and see the reactions and and see the child who says, where's my pony? I would rather sit them down and say, but what about this? What about these? How lucky are you to have these? And how beautiful is this? And how much fun will you have with this? And look at the beautiful things that your brothers and sisters and your mother and your father have. And look at the beautiful tree and smell the beautiful breakfast casserole that your mother made again this year. There's so many beautiful things to enjoy right now. Let's don't, let's don't focus on the one thing that we didn't get. That's, that's the one thing. Mm, yeah. Have you ever, you know, just secretly kind of watched a family <laughs> opening their presents on Christmas morning? I wish that I could tell you yes, but there's no time. Mm. There's absolutely no time for that. Maybe one day. I I do for for many years I've I've thought that maybe it's time to hand this over and maybe that that I'll get a chance to do that but you know there's I don't know that there'll ever be a time to hand it over That was it's, I was going to ask you that do you have any plans on retiring and what does that even look like I have plans to retire every year but <laughs> but uh no, I don't think that'll ever happen. You know, the the way that I came into this was very magical, and and for it to to pass on to someone else, it would have to be a, a similar magic situation, and it could happen. And, and if it does, you'll be the first to know. Oh, okay, thanks. So, uh, do you do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I love. It's a Wonderful Life, because it is. And I love that that is the first mention of any Bert and Ernie. Really? As in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, Bert and Ernie, the policeman and the taxi driver are Bert and Ernie. I never knew that. Oh, my goodness. Go watch it again. That's a good one. Miracle on 34th Street is good. I thought the Santa in that was a little bit small, but I, Mm. I thought he was very handsome. And little Natalie Wood was great in that. Christmas Story is good, although that mean Santa didn't do much for me. I, I, I do love the the family feel in that movie when they end up at the Chinese restaurant. I love that part. See, I have all kinds of time to watch these. Oh, yeah, after, I would imagine. After Christmas. Is over. Christmas never stops up here. When we're done delivering and the work is done, it's still Christmas. This is like at... You know, we have aunts and uncles who leave their tree up all year. 
that's that's my house. But uh, I, you know, I can't think of a Christmas movie that I don't like. That's a traditional Christmas movie. I've heard of one called Bad Santa, but I haven't watched it, and I'm not going to watch it. Is that offensive to you? Mm, bad and Santa don't go together. No, no, I would imagine not. I would, yeah, I don't imagine you would appreciate that uh, that portrayal of your goodness and your good and character. Wh- and why aren't they showing the Charlie Brown on TV this year? What happened? That was heartbreaking, right? Well, thank goodness PBS was able to show it one time. Otherwise, maybe that's what you should do. Maybe you should bring everybody, uh, you know, an Apple TV subscription this year. Mm. Just a thought. Let me write that down. Hold yeah. on here. Get my pen. Apple TV. Got it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so do you have, because, you know, tradition is we leave you cookies and milk. And mm. so do you have a favorite cookie? What should we leave you? Oh, I'd love them all. I, I I love the traditional sugar cookie, but you know people are getting fancier and fancier. I this year I'm expecting charcuterie because that has become the most popular word in in food in cuisine. I'm expecting all sorts of charcuterie this year, and I, I welcome it. I don't turn down any cookies or any milk or. Occasionally, people will leave me a very strong eggnog, and mm-hmm. I find that out after I've had it. And uh, sometimes that's a little challenging for a few miles, but you know, I appreciate the sentiment. Whatever you leave me, I appreciate it. So I look forward to various charcuteries, whether it be sweet or savory. Okay, well, you know, we are planning on a Christmas charcuterie at my house, so we'll make sure, Santa, <laughs> that uh, that's what we leave out for you. I knew it. So um, one more thought. If, if a child um, or, or an adult is thinking, you know, I, I think I might want to be Santa or I might want to be an elf. Obviously, those positions are incredibly limited. But what kind of line of work and what kind of school do you think someone would might want to consider if they really admire what you do? Belly dance classes. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I think that any anyone, anyone can be a Santa, anyone who has love in their heart and has a giving spirit, you can do it. You can do this. You can spread love just the way that I do every day. It's certainly amplified at Christmas, and we all feel it, and we all show it at Christmas, but it's important to do this and embody this all year. It's This is what I do. And, and it's so important. It's so important that you know and that all the kids know that Santa loves you. And that is why I do what I do. And that's why I've always done what I do. And I am so sorry that this year has been the way that it has. If I had the magic, I would change it. And I would make all of it go away. But... I feel with certainty by this time next year, we're going to have a much, much better Christmas. Well, that's a perfect place to end. And I I understand also that um, you are, you know, some kids may be hearing about things with coronavirus and, and being concerned about Santa being able to come and visit. And will you be okay? Are you how are you managing that before we before we go? Well, Fauci said that I'm immune, so I I have to take him at his word. I've never so I've never been sick a day in my life, and I I feel perfectly confident that I'll be able to 
get right on the sleigh and take care of business and knock it out of the park, just like I do every year. So don't worry about me. Don't worry about a thing. You worry about being good and getting to bed. Thank you, Santa. I know you are so busy right now, and I am just so thankful that you took time to tell us about the thing you do. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. And Merry Christmas to you. Once again, that was Santa Claus on the Thing You Do podcast. Thanks to Santa, and thanks to you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of The Thing You Do, go back and check out all the episodes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And check out The Thing You Do on Facebook to join the conversation about the show and stay in the loop about upcoming episodes. And finally, if you have any comments or suggestions about this podcast or ideas for future guests, because let's face it, it's going to be hard to top today, I want to hear from you. Call and leave a message at 405 355 that's Tammy, T-A-M-I, or email Tammy at thingyoudo.net. 